to the Madness Dungeon. I'm your host Chris Juicer, and this is Charlie Bradley. To another episode of the Midas Touches. We're back after a, wait, a break of about two weeks, uh, but it feels very, very good to be back. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a bit out of touch. We've not done this in so long that I sort of forgot what I'm doing. But yeah, excited to be recording another episode, and um, very excited in particular that it's for my favourite weekend of the year. Yeah, so the last time that we met was for the Craven meeting. So it's fitting that this week we are back at headquarters, Newmarket, the Roly Mile, for what is set to be a huge three days of racing. What do you think about this? So three-day festival at Newmarket. Yeah, so I was actually speaking um, to my granny about this the other day, and she was saying I think that previously they'd already had they, they used to do three days basically they used to do Friday Saturday really Sunday, I think but then it went to Tuesday Wednesday at one point okay and then it went to Tuesday Wednesday. I mean basically they've done all the days <laughs> so I I mean the racing on Friday is not great they put the jockey club stakes at, at, on, on the Friday which is their sort of yeah marquee race for that day but it's not fantastic racing I think you could probably leave it to two days, but I'm going to be going on the Friday as well. So, yeah, you know, it's attracted me there at least. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really for adding racing. Um, there's enough racing as it is. It's pretty saturated and y- you sort of detract from the product slightly if if you're putting in loads of days. So I, I would say two days is, is sufficient, but... I think they should just see. do the 1000 guineas on the friday and then do the 2000 on the saturday because when you go on the sunday it's all a bit dead but if you were to make it i think they have had it that uh, that way around they definitely at some used to do point. a tuesday tuesday wednesday as yeah well. yeah um, which yeah because you're right the sunday's always one. the sunday's always pretty quiet um we've been there a few times and well you know it's 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 a subdued atmosphere let's say yeah yeah um looking at the macro um picture at the moment football liverpool doing very well <laughs> manchester united on the other hand not so well well my, my the actual team that i support is doing well so i am happy united yes not so well but we won't speak about that i'm at the game tomorrow uh we're recording this on wednesday so i'm going to the chelsea game tomorrow um and we'll see how that goes though given our recent run of form i'm not so sure um but not in forest doing very well uh, we are absolutely storming at the moment. Uh, we've come to within three points of 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 Brentford uh, of uh, Bournemouth, and yeah, that automatic promotion. But I don't want to jinx it, but it's within reach. And uh, yeah, it'd be very very big day for me if Forest uh, finally managed to get out of the championship. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty exciting. Anyway, let's turn our attentions to the weekend's racing. Uh, Friday, we will be there uh, starting at 1.15, uh, a race which I don't think we need to look at 
too much. Uh, the ground is likely to be pretty firm over the weekend. Does that have any implications for any horses you're backing? Any who you think chances could be uh, lessened because of it? Uh, well, uh, the the obvious one would be someone like Angel Blur. Not that I was necessarily going to put him up, but like those kind of horses. The French horses as well. Something to note for the 1,000. So Malavath and, and Zelly. Uh, both like this the uh, softer going ground so yes it, it comes into consideration but um, these are top class animals a lot of them do it on on all going so you know you've got to take it with a pinch of salt really I guess yeah 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 agreed um, let's kick it off then with the 150 which is a small field but uh quite a significant horse running in there who you've had your eye on in the uh, for a while we've got who are mal i know well i tipped who are mal for the craven didn't i um uh, listeners from from last last time's podcast will remember um yes i mean really i've got to put him up again basically for the same reason i gave last time um i don't think that nation nation's pride is much good really like well sorry um that's probably a bit strong but the maiden form never really appeals to me. <coughs> Charlie Appleby's form you can't really ignore on the other hand. But yeah, I mean who Yamal should on ratings be favourite for this race, so I'm not really sure um why he's not that form in behind Native Trail is good enough. Interesting that they're stepping him up again. Like stepping up to one mile two straight after that. I mean I th- his finishing sectionals were good. They were second best in the race. So you know he he finished out his race well um and visually you could see that as well but i i think it is interesting territories um the horses sire only ran uh ran no further than than a mile but we'll, we'll see we'll see i mean it's not a betting race for me but maybe you have different opinions what do you think no i think uh i think huyamal is pretty interesting coming in here to be honest i think that run behind native trail was pretty telling and that clearly is you know the benchmark horse uh around in that three-year-old division at the moment so you know it could be could be an exciting one i quite i, I thought superstar was interesting yeah i mean i was wondering um, how to say that because also like there's form there with dawn of liberation ties into yamal so yeah i mean that 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 one back in september that he won the the two he beat rated sort of 99 and 92 so that as a debut performance is is pretty strong um and there could be a lot of improvement there so that's definitely one to keep an eye on in the market mm. um let's move on to the big race of the friday which is the jockey club stakes which tends to take place on the saturday when it's usually a horse like defoe uh <laughs> running and winning at sort of four to six here we've got yibir a short price favorite to go one better than last time out in maidan uh could be a class horse this year. Targets uh, entered in the Coronation Cup. Um, how do you think uh, this one's going to go? Do you think it's just going to be a simple one for, for your beer? Yeah, it should really be. I mean, that race in Maidan actually should have been won by Pile Driver that day. Pile Driver had no luck there. Um, but that's another story. I think your beer should really go win this. He's race fit. He's a cut above these, I'd say um won a uh, group one last year um so yeah i mean you should go and win it it's again not a betting one for me what what are you going to be doing taking this one on at at one to two like no 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 chance 
but uh, they've got the really confusing colours in there as well for West End Charmer. That looks like it could be a Godolphin horse, but it's not. Um, I always like that the fake Godolphin. Back uh, from quite a long layoff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably not really of interest. Like, like look, your bit is the class horse. I mean, you're not going to tell me you're going to put up West End Charmer, are you? No, no, I, I, I wouldn't. I was just asking for an opinion on your bit. <laughs> Fair. Um, I think we can leave with that one there. And I think the Friday as a whole, unless you've got something that's uh, burning. Yeah, I, I actually do want to mention one in the 225. I think that Ribby, and the market's already quite quite positive on him, but I think that Ribby will run a big race again. Uh, similar happened in the betting last time, first time out for him uh, this season. Uh, that was at Newmarket as well, in behind New Science. Um and that run was was a good run um a good a good return run without being fantastic the thing about it, he's done all his winning at six but he's run his best race at seven uh this this uh race being seven furlongs um i think he could probably overturn that form with noble truth uh he has run against him before and finished uh, he, he finished fifth that day, but only two lengths behind. I think um, it's worth noting that it was only his second run ever, uh, whereas it was New- Noble Truth's fourth run. And also, he was very unlucky in running. Uh, he had to pull out uh, Jim. Oh, it was Ryan Moore riding that day, actually. He had to pull him out to the left when he's not getting a clear run, uh, and he ran on nicely. And for, for only his second career start, I think that was a good enough performance. Uh, and I think he'll go. I think he'll go close here this day, and at, at the prices he is now seven to two. I, I'd like to. I'd like to take him against Noble Truth six to four. Okay, awesome. Let's leave the Friday there for now, uh, and roll on to Saturday, where we'll both be in attendance on the Roly Mile, one of my favourite days of racing uh, throughout the racing calendar, and it all begins with this year a listed race which i don't have a big interest in other than um though i think the only one that kind of uh, it's it's difficult essentially i mean flotus is you know a class horse Mm. um but i just it's it's not one that really takes my fancy i think gale force meyer loves the rolling mile and you know if you want an each way shot to nothing then that's probably going to go off at five to one and, and might come in the top three. But, um, you know, with Tarhib uh, looking like it's going to line up in the 150, I think I'll uh, I think I'll give the 115 a miss. Yeah. Uh, um Khartoum's the really interesting one for me there. But I, I would, again, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't back him. I wouldn't tip him. But he is he's interesting. That form behind Rohan last year is good. Uh, and, and he had good juvenile form. So, yeah. Yeah, um, but no, so, agreed, agreed. Let's so leave it. Um, Kultum sort of loose and then potentially Flotus is a little floater for me. Uh, the 150 is more interesting. I actually thought um, that we could see an improved performance from Tarhip here. Um, clearly wasn't suited by the soft ground when finishing eighth at Doncaster, where apparently it was, it was like a bog. Um, and before that, one is first two, one is second two starts. Uh, you always think it's taking when Shadwell actually keep hold of a horse at the moment. And off 83 here, 
under Holly Doyle could be a could be an interesting one. I mean, clearly right at the bottom of the weights, so uh, that could be interesting. And then Jumby was another one that I had my eye on after the uh, after the Craven meeting. I think we could see a solid performance here from that one with course and distance form, which as we know is pretty significant on the rolling mile. Any in this one for you? Yeah, well, I've been trying to talk myself out of, of putting up summer gand here. <laughs> I lo- I really hate myself for it, and I'm, but I'm going to mention it. Um, he just really likes Newmarket, whether that be the July course or the rolling mile. He, uh, he often runs a good race here. Um, and he is coming here uh, off one pound lower than his last winning mark, which was which is one oh seven a race at Newmarket, this time on the July course. Uh and it was a pretty pretty impressive win as well. Um had Tab Deed in behind um and won a listed race here pretty pretty cosily. So uh or uh, the July course pretty cosily. So yeah, I mean some again bit of an each way bet to nothing at, at sixteen to one. I thought he looked too big but I'd say that's an each way bet to something. Or it could be an issue about something. Well, let's hope it is. But yeah, these races, ju- yeah, Jumbly, I, I I like as well, and I see the angle again. the new, The new market form is is there for all to see, and, and Evie loves a loves a try to get a winner at, at new market. So yeah, it's um, oh, it's a tricky race. God, yeah, this really reminds me of how tough it is to try and tip a horse at new market. Yeah, uh, two twenty five is one that I actually really do want to leave alone. Um, because we've got a short price uh, Charlie Appleby horse in this handicap at four to one, um, who hasn't been seen for since the like autumn stakes back in yeah. 2020. So I'm quite interesting happy to again, interesting race. runner, but like yeah, you're right. Um, so let's move to the three o'clock, which tends to be the uh, one of the best races on the on the Saturday, the Palace House Stakes. Do you remember? Yeah, Havana, I don't want to think about it. Havana Great House. Yeah, it was tough that uh, Mab's Cross came up and, and, yeah, and it and, looked good for a while. And your girlfriend Harry had had put loads of money on Mab's Cross. You yeah, remember? We've doing... been we've been plotting Havana Havana uh, Great. Is it Havana Great? Yeah, Havana Great. Yeah. For weeks, you know, we we got money on it, sort of four or five to one. This horse went down to about evens the race or something, or short for the race anyway, and then you know to get beaten in that fashion when you when you've you've got it right but you're not yeah you've not quite got in the money obviously. yeah it was uh it was a tough one to take um but this year i think i've got a pretty solid winner here um <laughs> That's what we and said it's about not the gray. favorite <laughs> it's not the favorite twilight calls who i think i mean they've always thought a lot of him one very smoothly on the on the july course i think it was last last summer um but I think that there's a high quality horse in this one in the form of came from the. Oh dark, yes. Um, who only ran twice last year. First time in this race, finishing second to Lazuli, who, as we know, is, you know, a very, very high class horse. Um, he, he, sorry, he ran four times last year. Sorry. Only ran. He th- won yeah. twice last year. Yeah. Apo- yeah. yeah. One twice. One twice last year ran four times yes um but in this race last year finished second behind lazuli we've got no lazuli today lazuli was a genuine class sort of group three group two you know edge into group one horse for the applebees who have not got one in here and 
this one really, really did improve last season and that uh, win in the, um, what was it, at Sandown? The Coral Charge, the Sprint Stakes, uh, beating Arecibo, I think is is some good form. Uh, clearly runs well fresh, um, having, you know, only finished ahead third last year at, at Musselburgh. And I think this is one of Ed Walker's horses he loves to get going and they, they clearly have, Revenge to be avenged from last year. So I definitely have came from the dark yeah. uh, quite strong here. And and yeah, he's he's I I by the way I completely agree with you. I think came from the dark is the one I landed on as well. But he he um never loses by far either. You know, so last year as we said, four runs, two wins, one third beaten only a head, uh, and then one second beaten a neck. He runs very good races. Uh, even in defeat and somehow he's another one of these horses like uh gale force meyer we just mentioned earlier who somehow manages to go off like five to one for every race so he went off six to one four to one eleven to two and five to one last year you can basically be backing him at each way price and guarantee that you to at least get your money back which is you know as a as a saver that's that's quite nice so yeah i'd be in total agreement there came from the darks the one for me as well Lovely. So strong on the walker horse there. Let's move to the big one of the whole weekend, the 2000 guineas. We'll give you a little run through of the market. We've got the superstar that is Native Trail, uh, favourite at four to five currently for Charlie Appleby and William Buick. Caribus, James Dole on board for Charlie Appleby. Fives alongside Luxembourg for Aidan O'Brien, jockey yet to be booked. Perfect power who won the Greenham at nines. Point Lonsdale, potentially a forgotten horse at 12s. Dubawi Legend, one for Hugo Palmer at 16s. Check and Challenge, who won first time out at Newcastle at 20s. And the 25s bar those with a special mention to Bayside Boy because we had David Egan on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I might go first here because I think um, I've got quite an interesting take well it's not interesting uh but i think david egan's analysis of it is worth saying straight up which is that he has chased home native trail uh and luxembourg and he told us that he thought luxembourg would be the better horse at the start of this season and for me that is so taking um yeah, I mean, when you've got a jockey saying that, you've got to take note, don't you? you yeah. Know, we we can talk on this podcast as much as we want about horses, but this guy rides horses for a living. He's literally, you know, meters away from these horses that we're speaking about. So he knows, and I completely agree. Also, by the way, David Egan obviously not riding Bayside Boy for this because of Aiden being in the race for his um, retained owners. Yeah, interesting. An interesting runner. Um, interesting also to hear that Michael Table has potentially had quite a large bet on Luxembourg anti-post. We're yet to find out if it's an each way bet or a win bet um, but either way it's clearly a good sign for Luxembourg so I'm quite happy to to go there. I think Native Trail it would be amazing if um, if that horse did win having been so impressive and Pinatubo with sort of a similar profile the year before not uh, winning after yeah. that yeah. big rump from Jim's heart. 
Yeah, yeah mate, I I um I like Luxembourg as well, so we're agreeing on this one too. I think and well, avid listeners of the podcast, please forget the episode where I actually <laughs> tried to lay Luxembourg uh because I thought he wouldn't win the Verton Futurity, which he duly did. Um I mean, the reason I did that and I think there was sound reasoning behind it was because he was actually such a sort of inexperienced and and young horse as a two-year-old and and this is the key difference for me between him and Pinatubo uh, and um, Native Trail. Uh, I think Native Trail and we all know this and I've spoken about this on the podcast before he was very uh, forward as a two-year-old he was very big a lot bigger than the rest of his two-year-old peers and um, that would suggest anyway that he probably had less sort of improvement to come from him whereas Luxembourg was far from the finished article as a two-year-old even in the Verton Futurity itself um, he's sort of a bit of a gangly horse uh, so he could really sort of grow into his frame over the winter and granted I haven't seen him since but Aiden's an absolute genius at, at getting his horses fit and ready over the winter and progressing them from two to three so I don't have much doubt in the in the fact that he'll have come on massively uh, over the winter. Um, it's also worth noting that the Verton Futurity is actually a really good trial for this race. Uh, five of the last ten winners um, have uh, who have won the Verton Futurity have, have then gone on to win uh, the the Classic at Newmarket. Uh, three of those being Aidan O'Brien trained horses in Camelot, who is uh, obviously the sire of of Luxembourg, uh, Saxon Warrior and Magna Grecia. So. He clearly likes to send his good uh, two-year-old colts to to the Vertum, and um, yeah, I think Luxembourg can be another one of those. I I really I think this is probably a, a good bet to be honest. Um, and yeah, Luxembourg is definitely the one for me in this race. Love it, love it. Um, any more from you on the Saturday? Um, no, I mean I think yeah, I I think sorry, just going back to the the two thousand actually. Um. I wouldn't, and I was having a conversation with our um, previous podcast guest, Jamie Radford, earlier, uh, who's actually writing a, an article for Odds Checker. So, anyone um, interested in that, definitely go and check it out. He's writing preview for both the 2000 and 1000 guineas. Uh, I think it's out on Friday. Uh, we'll put something up on our on our social media. But yeah, he's he's uh, writing for them for the first time. So, definitely give that. Um, a read if you can but he was he was saying um that he couldn't understand why Krebus was second favorite for this race and i completely agree with him like like that form it just doesn't stack up for me and i don't i can't see Krebus going and winning this so yeah definitely leave Krebus would be my other piece of advice nice nice um i have one in the 415 which i thought would be interesting if he did line up and that is Oh no. It's been taken out. Um okay. That's all right. No. It's in. I think still. I was looking at the wrong day. Who was it? Uh and that is Garcy which is running off 94 here. Jockey yet to be booked so you know touch and go whether he actually does run. Uh but has been seriously impressive since coming third behind Emblem Empire at Lingfield uh, in September, a day when I was actually there with work. Um, 
this one's still entered in the Hardwick stakes. So the Haggis team clearly think quite a lot of him. Off 94 coming in this handicap, it's that classic group horse in a handicap sort of scenario. And if they if he runs here, he's probably going to be, you know, running to a similar, if not better, level to his mark. So I think that that one sticks out as an obvious bet. Although I would have thought he, he will probably come in a reasonably short favourite if he does run. Um, if that's all for the Saturday, then I think we can move on to the Sunday and the 1,000 guineas. We start with the 115. Any big fancies in here? We won't. <laughs> it's a two-year-old. I know. I know. <laughs> no, there's not any big fancies to be funny enough. Um, okay, well then let's move on to the 150. Well, I actually have one that I really like here. This what? is where my my really good selections start uh, start start going. The floor is yours, mate, because I've not got anything. Um, I think that Dark Jedi. Too bad. If we get a jockey booked up, and the the reason for saying this is because there's one piece of form which was at the start of the season, which became quite taking today. And that was when he finished second behind Enemy. Enemy then lined up today in the Cigaro Stakes, won by Princess Zoe. But for for the last furlong, looked as if he was going to win until he was cut off running up the uh, the inside straight at Ascot. And had it not been for the outside horse, which I think was Quickthorn, then I think they probably would have reversed the placings. Um, So Enemy ended up finishing third, but that clearly is some good form and that must be be a race. And Dark Jedi has had some big days in his career. I think won a a big race at at York a couple of seasons ago. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. But um, I think you're wrong. But anyway, yeah. The but the thinking here is that uh, you know that form has just been franked, and most of these horses are yet to run this season. So having a fit horse coming in here over yeah. the one mile six, I think, yeah, I know one mile good six step. as well. Like you gotta you gotta have your horses fit. I uh, yeah, I do. I like that. Um, he's up two pounds in the future as well. I think so. They're sort of sneaking him in here whilst they can uh after a slow a slightly lower rating um and that's there's only three pounds uh, above his last winning mark and um he's basically one off of this mark he was a next second of of 95 so yeah i i thought he was of interest so i wouldn't put people off him actually yeah fair enough i like it lovely i'm glad that you agree uh, 225 is the pretty poly stakes. I didn't have any strong fancies in here, given that they're reasonably lightly raced. Um, Cronell looked, Cronell looked, looked nice last time at Newmarket, so yeah, could be interesting. Yeah, I don't have an opinion. Um, three o'clock, the pretty poly stakes. I think is is actually really interesting. It's so yeah, and the one. Race. I mean, Vilda Grace could easily be one of those. Um, sort of older horse improvers for the stout team not the Jamie Osborne team <laughs> as um, I had a slip of the tongue a couple of weeks ago Dream Loper is going to be one of Ed Walker's biggest horses in the yard um, 
that was a huge performance last year in the Sun Chariot behind Saffron Beach, finishing third. And clearly that course form could put her in good stead. But the one I think is really interesting is uh, Abira. And that the reason for it is because this horse has already run twice this season. And the big one was in um, Saudi finishing third behind Authority, the Japanese horse, which then went and came third in the Dubai Shima Classic mm. behind Yabir and Shairar. Yeah. Um, since this trainer change from Alain de Roy Dupe <laughs> to uh, Francis-Henri Graffard, um, really has, has lit this one back into action. And I think on some good ground here, we could see her basically be in a class of her own. Christophe Soumillon comes over for the, for the weekend to have a ride on Perfect Power and this one. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if the French came home with a win in the Pretty Poly. Sorry, just out of interest, why do you think Good Ground's going to suit this horse? Well, I just think that that run clearly at, in Saudi was was proper on good firm ground against a Japanese horse who always runs on you know good good firm ground. I think um, you've got to you've got to think that she goes. Yeah, that is, is interesting. I mean, I just see you know last win next to her name is on heavy ground uh then good soft soft win good stuff yeah i didn't yeah it's yeah i think fair probably acts on the ground weather seems best effect i wouldn't be so sure and that's probably actually what put me off um yeah but horse. i think i think could could still have the class to carry her through i think ad infinitum's slightly interesting in this race uh i think clearly not the most straightforward of horses and has run a couple of stinkers when really playing up um was was 11th of 13 at ascot um in in the ribblesdale but um was really awkward awkward and slow away and then took a keen hold so it was never really in the race um and then at newbury um pulled really hard and so clearly not the most straightforward of horses but um, she's won at this distance, uh, a listed race at at, at Newmar- uh, Goodwood, rather, second time out. And uh, she's actually got some good form in behind Vildegrasse, finished only four lengths uh, fourth behind that horse. Um, went at big pri- a big price uh, at the Rolly, uh, the Rolly Mile course. And so I just think given what Vildegrasse is two to one here and, and Infinitum is, is 14 to one, I think at at the prices, it's just uh, I'd I'd take that horse and and look. It's a big gamble given the fact that the horse has its complications. But if she can run a good race and Jamie Spencer can just sort of sit out back and and you know pull off a classic Jamie Spencer ride, then maybe you could be picking out some pieces at the end of the race. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think um, Abera is is one to be feared from coming over from france definitely which is a bit of a theme for the sunday of course because we've got two big french contenders in the in the guineas possibly yeah um definitely definitely and we can now move on to that race the 1000 guineas um is this not just a simple story of aiden o'brien galileo wins every year you do think that but i would worry about the profile of tenebrism uh, firstly, not by Galileo. Yeah, <laughs> it is the big issue, uh, and it is genuinely an issue because Tenebrism's by Caravaggio, who um, 
was a, a top quality sprinter and this horse hasn't run over further than six furlongs i'd be really concerned about this horse being able to stay it sort of reminds me of a few years back when uh gustav klimt went off or nearly went off favorite for the 2000 guineas for aiden o'brien and he similarly i think hadn't run over further than than six furlongs at the time but everyone you know the signals were he you know oh actually i think the question marks rather were over will he stay won't he stay and he didn't in the end and and uh another one aiden's why i who won that yeah i can't remember but um i think that's the big question mark against tenebrism's name and the profile of horse that usually wins it for aiden has run a lot as a two-year-old as well um you think of sort of love uh winter as well um hermosa last year's winner who uh who's last year's winner um mother earth yeah mother earth they all ran a lot as, as two-year-olds and so i think um that tenebrism doesn't doesn't fit that profile and so i'd actually though he's got such a strong record in the race and he really does he's won so six out of the last eight i think i'm gonna have to leave tenebrism and what would you agree with me by the way um yes i would i would i do think that the the reason that she is the favorite is because she's undefeated so far um I, I don't like the Caravaggio crop quite yet as much as I do the Galileos. I think Tuesday's interesting, but coming in here with only two runs, uh, I just think that the undulations on the Rolling Mile will likely find some faults at some point, and I'd happily look somewhere else. And I think that horse actually comes quite a long way down the market in the form of actually Prosperous Voyage at 25 to 1. Um we were all saying in the lead up to this race that Inspiral was a, a locked on favorite uh, looking towards bigger and better things as the season progresses. And Prosperous Voyage chased her home twice, not being beaten too far. And arguably that brings in the best form in the race. Uh, race Rafe Beckett is also in tremendous form, having been trading, I think, at 27% for the last two weeks crucially had a big winner today at ascot bringing new mandate back mm. after a mm. huge layoff for the same owners for the same owners mark chan to win again so clearly his horses are flying and prosperous voyage at 25 to 1 just strikes me as a lot of value so i'd happily throw a couple of quid each way yeah. at that i think it's also worth noting as well that prosperous voyage was 25 to 1 when inspiral was in this race and in my mind there should have been a market adjustment from inspiral coming out a horse who clearly has really strong form ties to inspiral should be contracting in the market but that hasn't happened and 25 to 1 i agree is really appealing um i've i've for a long time i've been thinking similar things uh i think it's a big shame inspiral is not going there because the the philly is clearly really good um and i think prosperous voyages is, is a pretty good shout um i give a mention certainly to uh juncture here i think and it's bringing in a slightly different form angle and again it's so it's slightly like the the english have all paired up against each other and then the irish have and there's all this form around agatha and discoveries and horses like that um and this horse juncture again 
has ties with a uh, has formed ties with Agatha and Discoveries. Um, he, she rather beat uh, Discoveries um, on her second run, uh, give, albeit it was Discoveries' first run, uh, and then went and finished uh, second and behind Agatha, who really had it all her own way uh, in a in a group three over at Leopardstown. Um, I don't think Colin Keane would be making the same mistake again. Uh, this horse has this horse has had a had a prep run since at Dundalk and enlisted and and went and won by six lengths. I mean, won as easy as you like, uh, and I just get the impression that you know, Girl Irons isn't going to send one over for no reason, and and this horse he clearly rates in quite high regard. So I think it's sort of sixteen to one. You could have a little each way play on that. Um, I like Prosperous Voyage as well. And actually, now you've said it, I love Tuesday. Like, it yeah. is. It, every year, we pretty much, without fail, we go and say, well, who is um, by Galileo in this race? And that's the, usually the one you can pin your money on. And so maybe I'd be playing Tuesday to win with a little saver each way on, on Juncture. But we'll have to see on the day. See, see how the rest of the weekend's gone. I guess the other side to go to is the Appleby side with Wild Beauty yeah. one that was pretty impressive actually when not that well fancied at Newbury with all the money coming for uh, Jumbly on the day uh, that one also has form ties with Inspiral mm -hmm. in that Newmarket race and then before that was obviously hugely impressive in that grade one out in Canada on the on Charlie Appleby's very famous weekend yeah Be beating uh, Pizza Bianco then went and won the juvenile Phillies turf um, beating Malavath, Cache, and Hello You, who all uh, run in the 1000. So yeah, the form ties are strong there as well. I think this this race generally is fascinating. I think it's actually far more interesting than the than the 2000 guineas in many respects uh, because there are so many in here with a live chance. I think you can make a case for a lot of these horses. I think it would be sad that Homeless Songs probably isn't lining up because that would have been my selection. Um, obviously, we tipped Homeless Songs on this podcast uh, first run back at, at Leopardstown um, when when she beat Agatha uh, that day. And um, yeah, Dermot World has come out and said since that it's 50-50 apparently whether she goes She's either. She's out the market now. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, well. the, I can see at the bottom. Of my, I think literally in the last half an hour she's been taken out. Such a shame as well because she well she's she's certainly a bet for the for the for the French guineas in that case the Polish. Yeah, um, I think that crowns off a speedy analysis with some big tips. Your was it, was nap, it that speedy? Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty speedy. What's your nap of the weekend? Da, 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 da. My nap. Oh, that's tricky. I. I go. I go in the big one then. Luxembourg. I think Luxembourg. You know, it was a, it was a car crash when I when I laid him. Let's hope it's it's not a car crash when I nap him. Nice. And I'm gonna nap up a beerer in the Dahlia Stakes on the Sunday, the day before the 1,000 guineas. Um, great stuff. Race before. I think. Race before. That's what I said. You said the day before. <laughs> the race before. That's what I meant. Uh, what a fantastic episode once again. Hope you guys have all enjoyed it. Hope there are some spicy tips in there for you to fill up your bet slips with yeah. over if, the weekend if you're if you're there if you're at Newmarket, come say hi to us we're we're going to be there well i'm going to be there all three days tris is doing saturday sunday 
I think. Yeah, I'm doing Saturday, Sunday, uh, mm. and will be primarily firmly parked by the uh, the Chelsea Thoroughbreds, the bar. Chelsea Thoroughbreds bar, all the uh, Coates and Sealy English champagne um, little green bus they tend to take up there. Either way, we'll be there. Come find us, and we'll buy you a drink uh, because both of our naps will have won. Um, that's all from us today. Uh, good luck, and we'll see you next week that's all for now it's a goodbye from me Tris and it's a goodbye from me Charlie goodbye